And it's this eye-opening moment that, wow, this is my choice. If I have this at night, I know what it's going to do. By the way, I also know strategies to mitigate that impact. So it's your choice in that moment, in that given day. You do you, but know when you make certain choices, yes, you will have hot flashes. Welcome to Maximizing Fitness, Fat Loss, and Running Through Perimenopause, the podcast for the everyday recreational female runner who's ready to take charge of her health, hormones, and energy. If dying to maximize your ability to feel, look, or run your best at any age without overcomplicating it, welcome to the right place. I'm your host, Louise Valentine, a multi-award-winning exercise physiologist, holistic health practitioner, performance scientist, nutrition, running, and strength coach. I'm thrilled to have you join us. Each week, I'll keep it simple, straightforward, and science-based as we deep dive into how you can work with your female physiology to ditch hormone havoc, maximize fueling, fitness, fat loss, and injury prevention to live a vibrant, healthy, and high-performance life. To the active, fierce female listening, yes, you can and you deserve to have it all. I'm putting directly into your capable hands the game-changing strategies that I wish I would have had in my own journey. So whenever your heart desires, yes, you can lace up your shoes, go for an energized run, and look fit as hell. Ready to join a revolution of unlocking your best with science and simplicity? Hell yes, you are. Let's get started. Hi there, ladies. Hopping on today with a hot topic, one where I see so much misinformation, misleading advice online, and where I see the industry getting it all wrong. Today, I'm going to empower you with two most common causes of hot flashes and exact action steps that you can take today to mitigate them. That's right, you can be done with hot flashes. Hot flashes do not have to be our story, regardless if you're in your 30s, just seeing some of this hormone havoc that typically takes place, or you're all the way through perimenopause, menopause, and feeling the heart of hot flashes. Why does our female body express hot flashes? A symptom that indicates we are not doing something correctly in our nutrition, in our lifestyle. I'm going to give you both a nutrition and a lifestyle root cause today that you can take and run with and feel your absolute best. And here's the thing. I have currently in my Badass Breakthrough Academy, which is a one-on-one coaching program, industry-leading results for mitigating hot flashes. I have yet to hear a woman who is in my program who we've already discussed, they've gone through some of my modules and how to mitigate insulin resistance, you know, when should we eat our carbs? And they've gotten some line-by-line nutrition log feedback to know exactly why their body is expressing symptoms. One of those being hot flashes. Typically, we see hot flashes no longer a part of my fierce female runners and active women's lives after week two in my program. So how is this possible? What is the information that we are learning about the female body as to why we get hot flashes? Number one, it is carbohydrates. When we are eating them and how we're eating them as well as the type. So let me share with you something that I commonly see. 
we tend to maybe undereat a little bit throughout the day. We have very simple snacks, maybe like popcorn or healthy choices like strawberries, watermelon, and apple. We feel ravenously hungry after eating. And we're like, why? We get home. We're hungry because we haven't been fueling properly all throughout the day. Maybe we've eaten a couple of those apple snacks, some of those berries, things like that. We feel really hungry. We feel hangry. We feel tired. We might have mood swings and we overeat at dinner. And what is the common American go-to for dinner? It's carbohydrate heavy. So here's the thing. Here's what's happening in our female body when we have hot flashes. A couple of the things that I just mentioned. Number one, you don't want to have naked carbs as a part of your nutritional approach at any point in time. The exception would be directly before you go run a race. That is when you can have a naked carb because your body can use it as fuel. When you're fueling in the middle of a marathon or a race, yes, you can have naked carbs. Otherwise, you want to avoid naked carbs. What does this mean? Well, first of all, that, fr that phrase comes from a French biochemist who, um, she's the glucose goddess on Instagram, if you ever want to check her out. She's brilliant. And you know you, you can see her wearing her, con her continuous glucose monitor. You could see her, you know, the impacts of different foods on her blood sugar. And she shares it in really cute images. So it's really cool to kind of see like, hey, if you're gonna have a piece of chocolate cake, it's gonna spike your blood sugar and it's gonna crash. What does that feel like in our body? It feels like all of a sudden we have a lot of energy, we're on a high, like, ooh, maybe, maybe that cake wasn't such a bad thing. All of a sudden, energy tanks. You feel even more hungry. You might be craving things. And you're like, what the heck just happened? It's a blood sugar spike and crash. Now, in the exact approach of having that same piece of chocolate cake, you take a scoop of low sugar Greek yogurt and provide some protein along with that carbohydrate heavy snack. And you'll see, instead of it being a spike and a crash, it's sort of like a little rolling hill, or it's a little bit more of a flat line and it's stable energy. The key here is that your body is processing the food differently. Carbohydrates, even something like watermelon, you just don't want to have it alone. You would want to have something like a fat, like a couple nuts or a protein, like a piece of chicken or a, scoop, a couple scoops of low sugar Greek yogurt, some whey protein, any source of protein or fat to mitigate that blood sugar spike and crash. And this was incredibly eye-opening to me. The backstory of this is I was in, long story short, <laughs> I was in med school. I didn't graduate because of our army lifestyle. But when I was in my medical biochemistry course, really deep diving into the different biochemical processes that our body can take when exposed to different types of food, it was so eye-opening. If you give your body just something like an apple that is almost completely carbohydrate, it is, it's going to take a different biochemical path in the body, which causes energy spike and crash. You can mitigate that by simply adding a source of protein or fat to buffer that blood sugar spike and crash. It takes a different biochemical path in your body. Talk about game changing. This, I mean, I wish more individuals like physicians would tell their diabetic patients this. I can't tell you how many women I've coached whose husbands are diabetic and we talk about this and they're like, this just changed my husband's life. Like his, you know, A1C is improving. 
yeah, I want to mitigate belly fat, <laughs> but he's, I mean, his health is improving. Like this is a game changing piece of information. I don't see enough people talking about. Instead, I see us pushing supplements like ashwanga, you know, the black cohosh, all the different things that you can take or hormone replacement therapy as the solution to this hormonal chaos when you could just simply be improving your hormonal health with whole foods and knowing how to pair them to mitigate these blood sugar spikes and crashes. So number one, no naked carbs. It will absolutely change your life, nearly guaranteed. So if you follow that strategy, let me know how it goes because it is, it's just so eye-opening for the women I coach. And they're like, is it that simple, Louise? And it, it is. We think, oh, popcorn, it's a healthy snack. I'll just have popcorn. Uh-uh-uh, blood sugar spike and crash. It feels like crap after you eat it. And you're like, why do I have brain fog? Maybe you're sitting at your desk at work. You're eating the, you know, the popcorn thing. You're like, okay, it's great. Low calorie, it's got some fiber. I'm just going to munch on it all throughout the day. And you're just like, why? Why do I feel so crappy right now? Why do I have the brain fog? Why do I feel ravenous? Maybe you eat lunch. And again, it's more carbohydrate heavy and you feel that blood sugar spike and crash. You're like, what's happening? I just ate a whole meal. Why do I feel like crap? That's why ladies, a little too high carb with your meals and you're eating the naked carb snacks. Follow those that rule, no naked carbs and see what it does for you. I oft, often hear, you know, running to the low carb diet. Like I'm not sure where that came from as a solution for women who are perimenopausal and beyond as helpful because our hormones need carbs. So it becomes this very fine line where yes, it's a harder for our body to process carbs because of our hormones changing, but that doesn't mean we don't eat them. So my second action step for you is to consider the types of carbs you're putting into your body. So going for nutrient dense carbohydrates, ones that are higher in fiber, what does that mean? It means instead of things like cereal, white breads, pastas, you're going for things like sweet potatoes, any type of potato. I could care less what type of potato is, just eat the potato. It's a great, it's a great source of carbohydrates. Quinoa, your rices, brown or white, you know? Um, what other things can we eat for carbohydrates? I don't count veggies as carbohydrates. They're just your superfood. They support your hormones. They support everything that we want to go right in our body. So veggies are not carbs with the exception of like butternut squash, corn, and peas. And why? This is your next action step. It's to pay attention how certain types of carbs feel in your body. So as an example, I know when I personally eat corn, butternut squash, or peas, I really do feel the blood sugar spike and crash, or maybe they're a part of a meal, a complete meal with, you know, sources of healthy fats and protein and other veggies and these nutrient dense carbs. Yet I still feel symptomatic or hungry or the blood sugar energy crash after eating this, you know, so-called healthy meal. The problem is it was just too high carb. So you'll start to notice the impact of different carbohydrates on your body. So pay attention. As an example, the other day, I purposefully chose to have numerous servings of tortilla chips with my dinner. For those of you who know me, you know that I have a serious nacho problem. So <laughs> being this is like my fourth time in the week eating nachos for dinner uh, with our healthy little team Valentine spin on the meal, of course. But here's the thing, tortilla chips, while they're just simply corn, most of the time can sometimes have added sugar and they can be covered in inflammatory seed oils like canola oil, 
things that we want to avoid because they're not supporting our best hormonal health. So in this instance, you know, I eat these tortilla chips and I know I'm going to feel like crap. I can expect that I'm going to crave foods after eating this meal. And I know the next day I'm going to feel bloated. And I also know as a byproduct of eating too many carbs at night, I can expect hot flashes. Pair it with alcohol and it's nearly guaranteed. So paying attention to these specific foods and how they contribute to hot flashes in your body. This area, this time of day that we really want to pay attention to is the evening. It is the night and your dinner where you don't want to have a significant amount of carbs. Depending on how active you are, and if you're in the heart of a marathon train-up, you're an ultra runner versus someone who's trying to lose weight or you know really dealing with a lot of this hormonal havoc, we might look to having your portion of carbohydrate at night at dinner being anywhere between a half a cup to a cup. And here's why. Because if you slam your body with carbs right before bed, we get what? Because our hormones are changing, in particular estrogen decreasing, it's harder for our body to process carbs. So we get the blood sugar spike and crash. For women 35 and over, this is exacerbated due to our changing hormones. So while this is a great strategy for many individuals, specifically females 35 and over, it can change the game to watch the amount of carbs at dinner. So with that, pay attention. I had a client just this past week who shared with me that you know, she had this cereal habit at night and she's a thin, very ambitious ultra runner. And she's, you know, just, just wants to feel good. She doesn't necessarily even have like a weight loss goal. She wants to look more fit and toned, but she was sitting there like, oh my gosh, you know, I have in my head, this leeway to eat cereal at night, to have the foods that I enjoy. But when she tried to switch out the cereal with a higher protein choice, it still didn't help mitigate hot flashes. She was still experiencing them. And she came to me and she said, Louise, I finally ditched the cereal habit at night. I'm starting to replace it with your healthier snack, health, fitness, weight management, and running supporting snack options that you provide. And I don't have hot flashes anymore. I feel really good and I'm sleeping better than ever. Thank you. And so you can see how this was a bit of a learning experience, right? Because we would think, okay, we might be able to swap out cereal with one that has more protein. Like that might actually be a solution for one woman's body. But in this instance, this woman who is struggling with her hormonal health, it's improved vastly since joining Badass Breakthrough Academy, but it's still a very, very long way to go. And for those of us who are in the heart of perimenopause or menopausal, this might be ultimately the strategy we have to use for the rest of our life if we want to mitigate hot flashes. Like perhaps the cereal at night is no longer serving our body. And it's this eye-opening moment that, wow, this is my choice. If I have this at night, I know what it's going to do. By the way, I also know strategies to mitigate that impact. So it's your choice in that moment, in that given day. You do you, but know when you make certain choices, yes, you will have hot flashes. So balancing that blood sugar is critical. And there's a couple key things that you can do. Those no naked carbs, watching your carbohydrate timing and type. Believe me, be consistent with that, ladies. Give it a try and watch your hot flashes go away. And if they're still stuck, 
there's other things in your hormonal health that need to be addressed. We really need to start to think through how you can support your best hormones. It is very possible. And if you need support, you know where to find me at breakingthroughwellness.com. All right, moving on to that second root cause that I see causing crazy hot flash havoc. It is alcohol, a lifestyle choice. So it does not mean that we don't, that we shouldn't, that we have to just completely eliminate alcohol is what I'm trying to say there. Because most of the women I coach, we are just redefining our relationship with alcohol. So what is something that you can do to mitigate the impact of alcohol on causing hot flashes? And I know even for me, um, you know, my hormonal health is very much restored. I do have better estrogen now than ever, but, you know, I came from this menopause background and going through complete and total, total hormonal hell. One thing that I make sure that I do is make smart alcohol choices. So I'm going for like clear liquors, um, I'm trying to avoid beer, but here's the thing, my body, my bio individual physiology, all the different things that are happening in me, genetic predispositions, whatever they may be. I had like a shot and a half of vodka the other night and you should have seen my face. It was so red. I didn't sleep well. I can look at my Garmin and I can see, you know, like zero minutes of REM and I'm like, all right, Garmin, I think that's one time you might be accurate don't like you, you know, <laughs> stop telling me the truth, but even a little bit of a smarter alcohol choice. I know what I'm getting myself into a poor night's sleep, and it's not going to feel good the next day. So it is a personal choice and finding what works best for you is going to be really important, but a couple of things that you can consider smarter alcohol choices, being really mindful when you do choose to have alcohol and you can choose to move your body a little bit after having it. So a lot of times, if my husband and I have a few drinks, we'll make sure that we have dinner and go for a walk with our kids afterwards, uh, just to get the body processing <laughs> all the food and things we just ate. Um, and you know, there's evidence to support that even moving your body two minutes after eating helps to, you know, balance your blood sugar, helps your body to process the food as fuel. So that little you know, purposefully planning alcohol plus pairing it with movement is a strategy that you can use. The other one I want to share with you today is simply taking one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar and mixing it in water. You can have this either while you have dinner, if you're having alcohol with dinner, or you can do this right before you go to bed after having alcohol. No, you don't need some fancy alcohol hack pill or whatever they sell in the whole foods checkout oil. You know, you know, you've seen those <laughs> like the black, black charcoal or whatever, you know, um, we're getting, we get all these supplements pushed on us, but this is just something you can keep apple cider vinegar. I use the big, you know, honking bottle of Bragg's it's in the cabinet and both my husband and I will have a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar in water when we consume alcohol and it helps. And the reason why is because alcohol changes your body from an alkaline state to an acidic state. And when it's acidic, we have more likely to store body fat, more likely to store body fat in our midsection. So this here you're seeing is the science of the beer belly, right? It's our body pushing out fat in our midsection as a byproduct of being acidic. So we want to avoid that and alcohol will shift us to that acidic state. So if we can try and help just support the pH of our body, 
one way to do it is to drink the apple cider vinegar. You're probably thinking like vinegar, well, that seems acidic, but the interesting thing is in our body, it changes to alkaline. Who knew, right? Not only that, you've got plenty of nutritional benefits to apple cider vinegar. So it's like, okay, cool. It also helps hack um, the way your body processes carbs too. So I don't know about you, but every once in a while we have like pizza and beer night. And it's like, uh uh-oh, for me, it's a shit show of combination of food. You've got the carbs, you've got um, potential exposure to gluten, and I have alcohol, which my body doesn't agree with any of those things. So this does really, really, really change the game. And even for like some of those, you know, physicians that I coach, really knowledgeable women, um, those who even have like masters in clinical nutrition, it's like when they learn the strategy, they're like, holy shit, Louise, like, why does this one thing make such a big difference? And I, you know, I wish I could say we had a ton of literature to support this, but we don't. It's just something that over the years that I had learned about putting together different pieces of like, okay, this is how the female body works. This is how, you know, the biochemical pathways that are being manipulated when we eat certain food choices and exposure to alcohol, alcohol causes this. So if we add in the apple cider vinegar paired at the right time, can it mitigate these hot flashes? Can it mitigate this belly fat storage and potentially sometimes even hangovers? Lo and behold, it can. So I'm sharing that strategy here with you guys today run with it. Don't forget about it. I know even myself, I'm guilty of forgetting about it, but my goodness, it's both for you. It's for your husband. It's for your friends. Share, 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 because it makes a huge difference. So I don't want to bombard you ladies with a ton of information in episodes today. I wanted you to reconsider your relationship with carbohydrates, but not eliminate them. No naked carbs and your life is going to be beautiful. I can't wait to hear about those results and watching when you're eating your carbs, the type of carbs, and finally those alcohol choices. When you do indulge making smarter choices, not going to get into crazy list or cheat sheets worth of information here with that one that is in my full program, which you can enjoy at any time by reaching out and you know, the apple cider vinegar hack put it into action, see what it does for you. Don't forget about it. Sometimes it's these simple things. If we just did them consistently, guess what we don't need? We don't need the supplements. We don't need the hormone replacement therapy all the time. You do you. Again, I'm just trying to educate you on how your female body actually works. When you know how to work with it, we don't need all of these other things that advertising is just shoving down our throats, telling us do more, to buy more, to be more. No. Less is more. Understand how to work with your body. You're going to feel amazing. So with that, share this episode with a female friend who needs to hear it. Hot flashes should not be. They shouldn't be, I guess. <laughs> they just shouldn't even be. Like, why is our female body expressing them? Stop to ask why. When you know why, you can take actions to mitigate that. Yes, you might feel them every once in a while. I had a client who's a triathlete. She went on a beautiful vacation. She drank all the beer. She rode through all throughout countries. And she's like, yeah, Louise, I, I, the hot flashes came back. <laughs> and I knew exactly why. Now I'm back and I'm back on track and life is good. So you do you own where you are in your journey. Choose one action step if you feel overwhelmed with the information that you you heard today. One action step. Can you do no, no naked carbs? Give that a try and see what it does for you. With that, ladies, I am wishing you an energized, fit, and beautiful journey ahead. 
Take care. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Maximizing Fitness, Fat Loss, and Running Through Perimenopause. We hope you found it refreshingly simple, straightforward, and actionable. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and helps others discover our podcast. And don't miss out. Hop on over to breakingthroughwellness.com to subscribe to my newsletter. Stay up to date on upcoming episodes, free resources, my live educational events, our community of incredibly strong women, and Badass Breakthrough Academy, the one-on-one coaching program and learning experience for women ready to unlock their best with less stress. Thank you again for being part of our podcast community. Until next time, keep it simple, low stress, and specific to you. And of course, your friendly medical disclaimer, no information on this podcast or provided through any of our services should be used to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any disease or condition. Please always seek the advice of a trusted medical professional, such as your doctor, as needed. We are collaborative here at Breaking Through Wellness as an active member of your team when we work in one-on-one coaching services only. With that, we are wishing you a vibrant, healthy, and high-performance day, finding all the information you need to unlock your best with less stress.